0: Matthew chapter 6 tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about the subject of fasting. It's something that uh, well, that's, that's few and far between as far as hearing a message on the radio or TV or uh, even in your own church. Fasting is something that a lot of times we look over. A lot of times uh, the flesh... When you mention the word fast, uh, the, the, the flesh already just starts cringing. And we're like, oh my, I know I need to do this, but oh, I, I don't ever do well with a fast. That's what we say sometimes. But we just have to meet it head on, amen? Uh, whenever we really start to cringe when we mention the word fast, it's probably a good reason we need to fast. <coughs> Amen? Amen. Because the flesh is the the last thing the flesh wants to do is to to be denied its right and what it wants to do. The word fast itself means in the Greek and the Hebrew, it actually means self denial, is what the word fast means. Self denial. I don't know uh, if you realize it or not, but a lot of times our problem ain't with other people. Uh, and it ain't that God ain't moving. A lot of times we are the problem. We got to get me or we out of the way. Amen. And the flesh is our problem with our, us not uh, being where we should be in the spiritual realm. Our flesh is, is, is uh, uh, the one that we battle against. Amen. It's one that the flesh and the spirit are, are contrary to one another, they battle against one on. another. So what you want to do as a child of God is you want your spirit man to be stronger than your flesh man. You want your spiritual man to be stronger than the physical man. If you are ruled by the flesh, you won't do great things for the Lord. Because the Bible says in John chapter 6, verse 66, the flesh profits nothing. Can I have one amen? Amen. The flesh profits nothing the flesh uh, is nothing the spirit the spirit cannot the, the, if the flesh begins to rule us we're not going to be able to we won't stay in the word yeah, right. the flesh whenever you start to read your bible the flesh begins to uh, want to do something different it wants to watch tv it wants to read a uh, a magazine it wants to do something that's entertaining to the flesh And sometimes uh, if you ever get on the right track and you start reading your Bible and it becomes fun and it becomes exciting, then you're on the right track. Amen? Amen. That means you've got your flesh where it needs to be. So, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said in verse 16, Moreover, when you fast, not if you fast, but when you fast. Because some people say, well, it's fasting for the New Testament church. Absolutely. Fasting is for the New Testament church. It's for his disciples today. When you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Surely I say to you, They have their reward. But you. Put your name right there. But you. When you fast. Anoint your head. And wash your face. So that you do not appear to men. To be fasting. But to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret. Will reward you openly. So Jesus here is talking about fasting when we fast we don't want to be like the hypocrites who, there's a lot of people in religious circles that do that fast and it's just become a religious thing and that's what he was warning the people and Jesus was warning his disciples don't be like the, the, the religious people don't be like the hypocrites who whenever they fast they want everybody to know that they're fasting Jesus said whenever you fast you don't want to pronounce to everybody that you're fasting. It's something that you do in the secret place. It's something that you do between you and him. It ain't something that you, well, I fasted 40 days and 49. I would them to stand up and testify on Sunday. That ain't something that you do. Amen? Amen? You don't stand up and say, well, hey, praise God. I want to thank God this morning. I just went through a 10-day fast. Well, praise God, but keep that to yourself. Amen? Amen? The Bible says you'll have your reward if you fast. But he said if you do it secretly, hallelujah, then your father who sees in, in secret will reward you openly. So fasting is something, it's a, spirit, it's a spiritual discipline that we all need to uh, continue to do in our life. We don't need to ever push away fasting and say, well, this doesn't uh, concern me or I can't fast. Everybody can fast. You just got to figure out some people are more healthier than others and you can fast something to the Lord. Fasting is something that uh, it's not something that you want to go into a fast to like, I need God to answer a prayer for me, okay? We can say that. We need God to answer a prayer. We, we are in a dire situation so we should fast. Well, fasting, that's a, that's a good need. To, that's a good reason to go into a fast. I'm in a dilemma I need, I'm in an emergency I need to start fasting now ok but the big the, the biggest thing about fasting is you don't want to just fast to, to get God to do something for you what fasting really does it doesn't twist God's arm to do something that, he, uh, that you want him to do in, in, a, in an emergency and do it quickly fasting does not manipulate God neither does prayer Prayer and fasting go together. It's like your left hand and your right hand. They go together. Uh, But prayer, I mean fasting, really gets us into a place where God can speak to us. God can direct us. God can guide us. God can empower us. God can show us things once we get the flesh out of the way. Once you get the flesh in the way, you can't hear God no more. It gets harder to hear God. The more flesh you got involved, uh, the more hindrance you're going to have in the spiritual realm of hearing God and doing what God wants you to do. And when God wants you to do something, if you have led by the flesh, most of the time, you ain't going to do it. Amen. Most of the time, you won't do it. Uh, fasting definitely opens our spiritual ears. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I'm having a, a hard time hearing what God has to say to me. I don't, I'm not, don't feel like I'm, I'm being led by the Spirit. I don't feel like I'm hearing that still, small voice. Well, if you go into a fast with the intent that I want to get close to God, I'm going to push this food away. I'm going to push it away, and I want to spend time with the Lord. My intention is to draw nigh unto Him, get closer to Him as I possibly can, and fasting will get you out of the way. And once you get you out of the way, you'll be surprised how much God has been speaking the whole time. You just couldn't hear Him. You, we, get in the way of God. The Bible talks so much about fasting. So much about fasting. Um, Fast is mentioned throughout the Old and the New Testament. In the Old Testament. Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't drink or eat anything for 40 days and 40 nights. Now that is a supernatural fast. I don't recommend that to anybody here, including me. If God tells you to do that, you'll make it through that. If God didn't tell you to do that, you're probably going to the hospital. (laughs) Understand? Understand? Forty days and forty nights. Moses fasted when he was up there on the mountain, meeting with God, getting, uh, receiving the Ten Commandments. Elijah fasted. He fasted when Eli- when Jezebel threatened his life. He went on to a, on a run and he went into a fast. He did he had no no food. David uh, fasted. These are examples of the Old Testament. Esther fasted. Nehemiah fasted. Isaiah fasted. Many others in the Old Testament. It was a normal thing for them to fast. And then you go flip over into the New Testament. Is fasting a New Testament discipline? Absolutely. Jesus Christ told us in Matthew chapter 6, when we fast. But Jesus started His public ministry. Before He started His public ministry, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible said Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted when he went into the wilderness to face off with the devil. He went in knowing he was on, being in a conflict sooner or later with the enemy. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And then the enemy showed up. But guess what? He was prayed up, he was fasted up, and he was ready to to kick the devil's tail, amen. amen, amen. So fasting is something that Jesus often did throughout his life. Many times he'd go up on the mountain and pray, and many times he would fast. A lot of times his disciples would 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 say, you know, are, are you not eating? We have food here, and he'd say, my food is to do the will of Him who sent me. So Jesus was more spiritual than he was. Uh, he walked in the physical, just like you and I. He had a body like you and I, but he didn't let his flesh rule him. And that's the problem that we have today: is our flesh. We have a flesh-ruled church. Amen. 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 And Stacy, so, you know the first thing the enemy tempted him with was, "If you are to turn these stones into bread," because the enemy knew he was hungry. That's right. He sure did. So he tempted him. The first thing with yeah. food. Absolutely. He sure did. Mm-hmm. Food I mean, this is actually a big temptation. To do you know, fasting is, is to do away with food. It's saying to God, I have this food in front of me. I have food in my refrigerator, I have food in the pantry, I have money in my pocket, I could go through Chick-fil-A right now. But I have made up my mind, Lord, I'm gonna abstain from food, I'm gonna push the plate away, because i had rather spend time with you. I'd rather have you in my life. That means greater, that means more to me than this plate of food. Food is a great temptation because your body has to have it. It ain't something that you can do without. Sooner or later, you're going to have to eat. You can do without food a lo- whole lot longer than you can water. So, but, uh... <coughs> There's two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump around a little bit while I'm here. Whenever you're fasting, there's two types of fast. There's a partial fast, and there's a complete fast. A partial fast is something uh, very similar to what David uh, Daniel did in the book of Daniel. He pushed away the delicacies of the king, but he ate certain things. He ate things that wasn't like steak and baked potato. I mean, it was like Uh, I think a lot of times Jensen Franklin and I think they go to beans and things like that certain things that it's not something that you would greatly love and desire but it will get you through and and a partial fast is just pushing away you're still eating but uh, it's certain foods certain foods that's a partial fast and Daniel did that for 21 days Anybody ever tried the Daniel fast? 21 days. Tried that before. Uh, It works. It works. All fasting works. But you have to be led by the Holy Spirit, which fast that you have chosen. You choose to fast. You be led by the Holy Spirit, which fast that you go on. And another fast is called the complete fast. Complete fast is do away with all food. Only... Drink water or juice. That is a complete fast, no food at all. And you are the one that decides how long this fast will be. Uh, there's so many different uh, time times on fasting and throughout the Bible. Daniel fasted for 21 days. It was a partial fast. There is in, in biblically there's a one day fast. There's a three day fast there's a 7 day fast there's a 21 day fast and there's a 40 day fast but if you're led by the Holy Spirit and you start fasting one day you go in it for one day and you feel like the Holy Spirit said go another day well be led by the Spirit amen Amen. that's what you want to hear from if He's leading you if you're fasting you want to hear from God when God speaks you just keep going you say well I'm only going to do one well the Lord has something for you He's guiding you so if he tells you to go one day, three day, whatever it is, listen to the voice of the Lord. He will guide you in, in what you should do as far as fasting. Um, whenever you're fasting, you never want to just fast, do without food, without spending time in the presence of the Lord. You want to be, be able to, whenever you fast, you always want to add prayer with it. Prayer is communion. Communication with the Lord. You don't just... It does you absolutely no good to go without food for 24 hours and just... That's called starvation. That's called starvation. That's doing without food. And you could go without food for 24 hours and call that a diet. But we ain't talking about dieting. We ain't talking about starving ourselves. We're talking about fasting. Fasting is doing away with the food It's a sacrifice we, we give to the Lord and we're going to spend time with Him because there's reasons that I'm going into this fast. There's a purpose that you're going into this fast. You want guidance. You might need direction. You might need strength. You might need healing. Do you know in a fast that your body can heal itself? Do you know whenever you go to sleep at night that you are giving your body a break from food? And through the night cycle you have actually did maybe a a seven or eight hour fast while you were sleeping that's why the first meal of the day is called break break fast Mm -hmm. breakfast that's right we call it breakfast that's the first uh meal of the day we call it break fast breakfast and you're giving your body time to heal itself do you know you Uh, during a fast not only is it good for you spiritually but it's also good for you physically there's a lot of physical benefits of uh, a spiritual fast Uh, not only do you get to hear from God and get the blessings of God and feel his presence stronger and stronger upon you but you know your body they say, I'm not a doctor but they say that your liver can actually repair itself but it has to be given a break has to be given a break and during the break the liver starts to rejuvenate it starts to heal itself and it begins to, to work a whole lot better during a, a fast you give you, your, your intestines a break all kind of benefits from fasting Jesus, Jesus fasted the disciples fasted the apostle Paul Peter they all fasted. The early church, the members of the church, they all jumped in on this thing called fasting and prayer. Um, let's look at some of the, the blessings that come out of a, of a fast, a purpose. Look at Psalm 35:13. Psalms chapter 35. I was thinking today, Bart, you know, fasting is kind of like going to the gym. In in the regard that once you get into the swing of working out, it it gets easier and easier to go to the gym. You get into a swing of things. You start to see the results. And if you're going three or four times a week, you get in there and you do it. But if you ever... Lose the consistency of that. And you stop going to the gym. It happens to me all the time because I travel overseas and sometimes I'm gone for three, four weeks when I get back. I'll, I'll, I'm trying to get over jet lag. It might be a month before I get back in there. I find it harder. Every time I come back, I have to defeat my flesh to get back in the gym. Amen. Same thing with fasting. If you do fasting consistently... Not just something that, that you, you don't want to begin to just hate fasting. Whenever you begin to hate fasting, it is your flesh speaking to you. And our flesh has got out of order. Our flesh, has, has, we have overindulged our flesh. And it has begun to rule and reign us. And we hate the thought of fasting. It's like getting out of the gym. It's harder to get back in there. If you ever fast. And, and do it consistently as the Lord leads you uh, it's easier to do than just say at the first of the year we're going to fast a lot of churches do that first of the year we're going to fast at the first of the year it's a good time to fast at the first of the year but if you haven't fasted throughout the year you're going to hate to see the first of the year come knowing we're fixing to fast you can see it coming right? Amen. Uh, so anyhow uh, Psalm thirty-five, thirteen. <clears throat> the Bible says and this is David speaking but as for me when they were sick my clothing was sackcloth I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer would return to my own heart David said, I humbled myself. One thing that fasting does for you that is great in the sight of God is humbleness. Being a humble man or woman of God. The Bible says in in, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5 it says, God resists the prideful But gives grace to the humble. God resists. He pushes away. Those that are prideful. But those that humble themselves. Hallelujah. The Bible said, God will exalt them in due time. Humbling ourselves is something that we always need to keep. That that, uh, uh, the character of God is humility. And as long as we can stay humble. God will keep feeding us grace keep feeding us more grace, more grace, more grace. But if we get prideful, it's like there's a stop sign out there. God got his hand up and said, I'm sorry. You can't get anything from here till you get down. When you humble yourself, then you come to me. But until you humble yourself, he said, my hand's up. That's what God said, not me. He resists the prideful. I told y'all years ago about it, a prayer line that we had here. And we were praying for people, and the Lord was touching people, touching people, touching people. Holy Spirit moving upon people. They were getting their blessing. They were getting healing. They were getting just, just the Holy Spirit was just flowing like a river, Brother Vince. And then I come to a, a person, and man, I couldn't even work up a prayer for them. It feels like, man, I'm telling you, I'm like, man, I don't, I I, I, I can't, I, I done lost all sense of memory of Scripture. I can't get a prayer out for these people. What in the world has just happened? I'm flowing like a river and I come here and I can't get nothing out for this person. I'm like, I've hit a stone a, a cold wall. And I said, Lord, what is this? What happened? He said, I'm resisting that person. Until they humble themselves. He said, I ain't doing nothing for them. He said, I've been dealing with these people. They will not, they just like the children of Israel, hard-headed, rebellious, and stiff-necked. And God said, I can't do nothing with these folks. Amen. But I I figured out then, I'm like, man, when I'm praying for somebody and I'm going like a river, and then I come upon somebody, the first thing that person needs to do is they need to humble themselves. What will help us humble ourselves greater and faster than nothing is fasting. Fasting humbles you. Gets you in a place of humility. Humility. God worked with the humble, but he resists those that are prideful. I'll tell you, I've seen some mighty men of God. I've been around some mighty men of God. I'd call them jive killers. But I'll tell you what, there's times when I've seen these mighty men, they were so full of pride. And it was religious pride. And I said, Lord, I don't ever want to get like that. Please. And the way you don't get like that is you humble yourself. And you submit to the, to the hand of the Lord. Um, uh, okay. Any questions so far any on, on fasting so far? We got a lot of information going out real quick. Fasting, fasting. The one thing that helps you, and it's helped me, about fasting, is this. Instead of seeing the downside or the negative side of fasting, mm-hmm. I gotta see the positive side. What is the positive benefits if I fast? That will encourage me, if I do this, I get that, right? Mm -hmm. Fasting. So you need to see the benefits, and in just a a little while, we'll try to see if we can get to some of the benefits of what a fasting produces. But one thing it's going to do is knock that flesh out of the way. That's where it's going to start. And whenever you start fasting, uh, don't be surprised when your body starts kicking. It starts. It starts. Uh, your head will begin to ache. <coughs> you know what's happening when you get a severe headache on a fast. You know what's happening. Any anybody know? Huh? Amen. The poisons. You're getting rid of the poisons out of your system. Your liver's working on pushing these poisons out, and it causes a severe headache and most people don't make it through the headache the the caffeine the sugar all these things that we are so used to when we go on a fast and we break that no sugar no caffeine no food man your body starts to kick and and, and it starts to say man I'm starving I'm starving to death It ain't been but six hours <laughs> it ain't been but six hours Man, your flesh starts talking to you It starts magnifying things It starts saying, you know Man, I don't know if I can make this 24 hour one day fast. I don't know how these people fast. And then your head starts hurting on top of that And about the tenth hour Your head starts booming And you're like, man, what in the world's going on Well, there's a cleansing Taking place And your body needs that. We'd be surprised how healthy we would be if we would fast on a more regular basis. We'd be surprised. Give our liver and our organs a break. Amen? Amen. But remember what fasting means? Self-denial. What did Jesus say about picking up the cross? Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. And follow after me. Self denial. That's what picking up the cross is all about. Fasting is self denial. Brother Jason, you had your hand up. I did. Um, did you explain what the Daniel fast was? I did a little. I, I did a little bit. Daniel fast is uh, when Daniel, when they were captured uh, by the Babylonians, the Israelites were, were captured and brought into Babylon, and Daniel and. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, The king of Babylon changed their name. But they found favor in King Nebuchadnezzar's eyes. And uh, he exalted them. He promoted them to be like counselors and and to help rule his government. But the, the king would bring these delicacies to Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the children of Israel. And Daniel didn't want them. He said, I don't want to eat that. And the king said, you refusing my food. He said, yeah, but I'm going to do, I'm going to fast. I'm going to have, I have a kind of like a dietary uh, uh, what, menu from the Lord. And he said, we don't eat that stuff. And he they fasted, and they only ate certain things. They did away with certain foods, no meats, and no wine in the Daniel fast. They didn't have any strong drink. They didn't drink, eat any meat and they only ate things like vegetables and beans and things like that and the king said okay well, that's alright but I want to see how you look in 21 days and when he came in Daniel looked better than he did and all the other people because of, he was pleasing unto the Lord but the Daniel fast is, is not a complete fast you can still eat but it's certain things that you, you eat that's not you would call it a delicacy basically it's fruits and vegetables right nuts and mm-hmm. seeds seeds mm-hmm. beans, mm-hmm. and beans. Mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. Is it? no mm-hmm. caffeine no sugar no mm-hmm. so if you on a fast you wouldn't say well I'm on, I'm on, I'm going to go to longhorn today and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be a delicacy right mm-hmm. Can i say? yeah so? you can miss Joanne. the first day of my fast i didn't I was gonna make it like you were saying, my head was splitting and I was at work and my head was just splitting all day. I even took aspirin three times that day and it didn't phase it. And I thought I, I told Joy, I said, I don't know if I can do it this time. And I, I woke up at three o'clock the next morning and my headache was gone. And I thought, I think I might could do this this time, you yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the third day, I was fine. I yeah. wasn't even hungry anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it took three days to get to that level where yeah. where you were really involved with it. But it's well worth it, like you said. It's yeah. well worth it. And even though the headache it just it's gone to that first day is like awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and part of it is the caffeine, what you were saying. Yeah. The I was, hardest, I was the, the hardest battle will be the first day. Getting through the first day. Maybe even the second. But if you decide to go longer, actually it gets easier the longer you go. Yeah. The third day, your hunger pains will be gone. That's right. Listen, your, your mental, uh, your thoughts will be so much clearer. Anybody ever struggle to remember things? You, you call it a cloudy mind? Mm-hmm. Well listen, fasting will clear the clouds. It will help you think much clearer. And you will see that once you go on to a fast like this. Your body's cleansed. It's getting clean. And through prayer and worship, reading the word of God while you're fasting, take that time to do that. And you will begin to hear God speak to you again. He'll begin to give you direction. You'll know his will for your life this year. That's why a lot of people start fasting at the beginning of the year. They want to know what is the will of God for them this year. So, fasting is definitely a blessing, but you've got to see the benefits of it. Any, any other? Let me say this. Anybody uh, remember what Matthew 26, 41 says? Mm-hmm. What Jesus had told his disciples to pray. And Jesus went off and prayed along. And he came back. And he came back, his disciples were asleep. Could you not tear with me one hour Yeah, and he also said this profound thing word he said the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak your spirit man you won't have any problem fasting with your spirit your spirit is willing it's ready it needs it it wants it it wants that communion with God but it's the flesh that's going to give you a problem And if you can ever, whenever you start fasting, your flesh will start crying like a little bitty baby. I want this. I want that. It's spoiled. But once you break that flesh, it's called brokenness. We sometimes need to be broken. Our hearts have to even stay lowly and broken because God is closer to those that have a broken and a contrite spirit. Amen? Uh, But the spirit is always willing to read the word, it's willing to pray, it's willing to fast, but the problem that you have, and when you have these problems, you are recognizing my flesh is dominating. My flesh is the problem. But if you want to be a mighty man, a woman of God, fasting is a consistent lifestyle and it's something that you have to keep the flesh under. Every minister has to keep the flesh under. And it's not easy, but it's attainable through fasting and prayer. Anybody remember John Wesley? He's the founder of the Methodist Church. John Wesley, the Methodist Church is not uh, where John Wesley wants it to be, I promise you. Right. John Wesley, would fast twice a week. That was his lifestyle. Twice a week, no question, very consistent. He would fast twice a week. That was his lifestyle. He was a mighty man of God. He did great things for the Lord. Charles Finney. Anybody ever heard of Charles Finney? Charles Finney was a great revivalist. He would go to towns and uh, run a revival. The revival would be so great that they would close every bar in the city. There would be nobody in the bars. Everybody would be at the church. But he had a lifestyle of fasting. And if his meetings were not going like he wanted them to go, if they weren't being as fruitful as he desired for them to be, he went into an immediately three-day fast if he's seen something like that happen. So anytime you're you're in your Christian life, if you see things are going astray, something's out of line, something's out of whack, train's off the track, hey, guess what? It's time to do. Fast. I wanted to hear y'all say that. Fast. <laughs> fast. <laughs> Some people say, "Can I? Can I work and can I fast? Can I fast and work?" Sure. Sure, you can. Uh, They've been times when. I used to work uh six days a week seven days a week sometimes and uh i wanted to i had a a schedule a lot of times i would fast every week every monday i would fast every monday and i was loading trucks in the in the uh uh these semi trucks it wasn't an easy job but i would fast and i would pray and work and fast and pray and man i tell you the lord really just blessed me on that job but uh you can fast and work. There is no certain like. Well, I can't fast because I I got to work so and so day. I got to do this. I got to do that. Start your fast, but during that fast, make sure you have time and spend time in prayer and worship. Uh, okay, now, real quickly, turn with me in Isaiah 58. Isaiah chapter 58. This. Is where uh, fasting is really defined. Isaiah 58. It talks more about the benefits of fasting than any any other chapter in the Bible. Isaiah 58. Let's take a look at uh, Verse 1 And just let's read on through Follow along with me please in your Bible Cry aloud, spare not Lift up your voice like a trumpet Tell my people their transgression And the house of Jacob their sins Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Verse 3 Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice in fact in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exploit all your labors indeed you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness you will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high Is it a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness. This is the benefit of fasting right here. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall... This is the benefit of fasting. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and He will say, Here I am. Let's go on down. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a water garden like a spring of water whose waters do not fail from those those from among you shall build the old waste places you shall raise up the foundations of many generations you shall be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of streets to dwell in verse 13 if You turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. That's the word of God. And God is t- the children of Israel are going through uh, their fasting. And they're thinking that while well, they're fasting, that God should be taking notice. But God said, they said, Why have we fasted and you haven't, haven't noticed? Why have we fasted? Why have we afflicted our souls and you still don't pay us any attention? God said, There's a reason for that. God said, Well, you're fasting, you're doing without food, but at the same time, you are pointing your fingers at people, you're exploiting your labors, you're doing wickedness, you're not. A, you're not uh, uh, referencing my Sabbath day. You're doing all these things wrong. Your attitude is wrong. Your heart is wrong. Uh, And just because you fast, it didn't please me because your inner attitude is terrible. And God said, you change these things. When you see someone, whenever you're on a fast, you you see somebody hungry, you give them food. When you're on a fast, if you see somebody naked, you give them some clothes. He means keep loving people, keep showing mercy to people, be gracious to people while you're fasting don't just go around, oh I see that person uh, they're not living right they're doing this wrong, they're doing that wrong they they were always just pointing their fingers and that was not pleasing in God's sight, and he did not accept their fast because of their inward their inward heart was wrong so God's, one thing that gets our hearts right is fasting it will help us if that's the purpose that we go in for it. We shouldn't go in for it just to be religious. Oh, I'm going to fast for 21 days so I can tell everybody i fast for 21 days. No, that ain't what it's about. I'm going to fast for three days so I can, tell, uh, I, can, I can put that on my resume that I fasted for three days one time. Well, praise God. But if you do all these things but your heart and your attitude continues to stay bad God don't accept that. All you did was starve yourself and afflict your soul. But fasting does have a way of changing us. And it does have a way of opening our spiritual ears to hear better what the Lord wants to say and, and, and direct us to do with our life. Fasting clears out their ways.